Alright everybody, welcome back to another video here on Financial Friends. Today, we are going to be discussing all of the different earnings that came in, or at least the big ones that came in over the course of this last week. We're going to start our saga with US GDP and consumer spending, but before we get into that, go ahead and hit that like button down below for me if you do enjoy this type of content, and make sure to comment at any point during this video on any of the content that is discussed. Your feedback is just as important as my thoughts and opinions. That's what creates this conversation. That really is what Financial Friends is all about. So hit that like button, comment down below, hit subscribe so you can join the friend group. Let's go ahead and dive in to this week in finance. U.S. GDP grew 2.6%, which was better than the 2.3% expected. Again, as previously mentioned, that is not the number I am going to be focusing on. Instead, it's consumer spending. Consumer spending, although increasing at 1.4%, is down from 2% in quarter two. That means that the rate of growth is slowing. So it's still growing, but just not as fast. What does that tell me? It tells me that all of these companies here that I'm going to be talking about today, Apple, Google, Meta, these are companies that are going to suffer as a result of that. As people spend more money, companies make more money. As companies make more money, they can afford to pay people more money, which means that those people can spend more money. What that also does is generate higher profits for these companies. And then these companies can do advertising. Really, really, really big beneficiaries of higher ad spending, Google, Meta, Apple getting into that realm as well. Apple, a direct beneficiary of higher spending on phones, on consumer items, on iPads, on services like music and movies. And so that's what we're going to be discussing in this video. And it starts with Meta missing expectations in a big way. $1.64 of EPS versus the $1.89 expected. Revenue beat, that's not what we're here to talk about. Daily active users in line with expectations. Monthly active users beating expectations. Again, we know that they are going to be dominant in advertising. And they're going to hold a lot of users. Now, you would assume that by holding a lot of users and dominating in advertising, they'd be growing like crazy, or at least staying in line with what they have been doing, declining slightly. I would not call declining slightly um, a 52% decrease in net income. Any number they wanted to go up went down. Any number they want to go down went up. The number they want to go down being cost and expenses up 19%. Numbers they love to see go up being revenue down 4%. Income from operations down 46%. Net income down 52%. None of that is good for Meta, but they don't care because they're going to continue to burn money in Reality Labs, which is their VR headset division. It's lost $9 billion over the first three quarters of this year. And as a result of that, their stock has lost 71% of its value so far this year. Things come full circle. We're going to continue to push on here. Amazon, a company 100% other than Amazon Web Services, fueled by consumer spending. And the numbers show exactly what I just said, other than Amazon Web Services. Amazon Web Services is the only portion of this business generating any type of income. You have operating income of $5.4 billion. Now, when you net that out over the course of the whole business, you come up with $2.53 billion. What does that tell me? It tells me that other portions, aka e-commerce, are bleeding cash. I don't think it's a great thing to have 
a company, or I'm sorry, a portion of a company that is fueled by consumer spending, bleeding money before the consumer really, really, really gets hammered, which I think everybody is kind of expecting to happen over the course of the next maybe year or so. I just, that one confuses me. It really does. Now they did beat on earnings, 28 cents, I'm sorry, 22 cents was expected. That came from fact set. 28 cents per share was what they earned. A slight miss on revenue, $127 billion, um, $127.10 billion versus the $127.46 billion that was expected. That was a miss there, somewhere of about $300 million or so dollars. Now, I already gave my pitch on why I'm a little bit confused with this business. Now, the other portion of it that I'm not super happy about, net income is $2.9 billion. Now, Rivian, which has historically lost them tons of money, actually made them $1.1 billion. So you take net income of $2.9 billion, you subtract away a Rivian holding of $1.1 billion, that nets out to only $1.8 billion of net income over the course of a quarter where they generated $127 billion in revenue. Just confusing to me. Investors didn't like it as well. The stock was down nearly 12%, I'm sorry, nearly 13%, down 12.73% in after hours trading. Pretty much mere image here of Meta, um, a little meme for all of you who do enjoy memes. Now let's go ahead and discuss Apple. Apple, of course, the shining North Star that always is, they beat. They beat on expectations $1.29 of EPS versus $1.27 expected, 90 bill in revenue versus 88 bill expected. All of their different segments, iPhone, Mac, iPad, other products, all up year over year, services up year over year. I'm sorry, I read the wrong one. iPad revenue down 13% year over year, iPhone, Mac, other products and services all up up on revenue year over year. Now, I'm not going to get too into the weeds here because I want to discuss some price increases by the business before. So you can see their services revenue, which has increased at a rate of 4.98% year over year. I bring that number up because as you notice, it is the smallest one of these numbers, of course, other than the negative 13%. And this is a portion of a business that is being more heavily relied on than ever. Reoccurring revenue is something that investors love to see. And how do you generate more reoccurring revenue? You bill people more on something that is reoccurring, like a subscription. So Apple Music and Apple TV Plus did see price increases from $9.99 a month on Apple Music, now up to $10.99. And then Apple TV Plus rose from about $5 to $7 or $4.99 to $6.99 tomato, tomato. What I will say is this, you would assume at a portion or time where consumers just don't quite have as much money, you would probably opt to not raise their prices because you might push them away. Now, Apple historically has a little bit of pricing power. They have a cult-like following, if you will. But it just doesn't seem logical to, again, a portion of your business fueled by consumer spending, very similar to Amazon and their e-commerce, to raise prices on them at a time where things are tightening. You might force them to go elsewhere to make another decision, to go to Spotify, to switch to title, to do something different. Now, the explanation they give for this, of course, not we want to make more money, but the change to Apple Music is due to an increase in licensing costs 
and in turn, artists and songwriters earning more money for streaming their music. So a feel-good moment for anyone who listens or supports artists on Apple Music by listening to their music, you're basically going to be giving them a little bit more money. Now, they also add that they have been adding innovative features to Apple Music to create the world's best listening experience. So what they're telling you is we're raising your price, but you're going to be supporting the artists that you love. And we've added more features over the last couple of months or years or whatever the case is. And so you're going to pay for it now. The other piece of that pie is the increase in price in Apple TV+, Plus, which they said they started off with a really, really low price for that product. They've since added tons of selection, award-winning, acclaimed series, feature films, documentaries, kids and family entertainment, and so now we're going to be raising the price so that we can make up for all of that, which of course is a good business decision. Comes at a little bit of a weird time, of course, for consumers, but this could continue to drive profitability not profitability, but better profitability and higher revenues for Apple next quarter. We will be keeping an eye on that, of course, to see how it does increase or impact this services revenue section of the company. Continuing to push forward here, I don't have very much to say about Google. It pretty much follows the exact same storyline as all of these other companies, both Apple in the physical hardware section of things and Meta in the advertising section of things. It really just is a combination of those two businesses. And this is what you have. A miss on earnings per share of $1.06 versus $1.25 expected and a miss on revenue, $69 billion versus $70 billion expected. You also see misses with YouTuber advertising revenue or YouTube advertising revenue, which is a big driver, of course, of advertising for them. Like I said, pretty much one in the same of all these others and their stock reacted just like all of the others down about seven or almost 8% or so immediately after earnings and have since fallen from that point down 11.73%. I do remember reading its worst day since 2020, March of 2020. Again, more of the same. And the last one, Microsoft. I didn't add too many notes on this. I won't say it was an afterthought, but it was one of those businesses I just kind of threw in to make sure that I included all of big tech. I don't follow Microsoft very closely, but the one thing that stood out to me is very similar to Apple who beat on expectations. Microsoft did as well. And the thing that lines up with both of these businesses after beating on expectations, Microsoft $2.35 per share of earnings, $2.30 expected, $50 billion in revenue, $49 billion expected. Again, the similarity, a beat and a beat. Microsoft significantly lowered their expectations into the future, very similar to Amazon, below expectations. And Apple gave no guidance into the future. What does that tell you? You have weak guidance from the largest advertising and consumer businesses in the world. As consumer spending is decreasing, that tells me that all of their stocks probably fell and they did. Microsoft down 6%. Meta was down 24% after earnings. Amazon down 20% after earnings. Google down 7% after earnings. And Apple, actually, I didn't quite look into, but nonetheless, no guidance. Probably going to continue to fall over the course of the next couple of months. Now, breaking away from that story, something I had to, of course, touch on because we're talking about advertising, we're talking about social media, we're talking about Twitter. 
Um, and this is a story I've been following for a long time, and it won't be the last you hear of it, but it will be the cap to the saga. Elon Musk's Twitter takeover is complete. You probably saw the banner at the top of all of these CNBC articles. Elon Musk is now in charge of Twitter. The CEO and CFO have left the headquarters, and Elon Musk is the one still standing. He made a tweet earlier kind of explaining to all the potential advertisers of Twitter why he bought the company, why he wants to continue to grow the business, and why he thinks that they can continue to advertise on the business. If you want to pause and read this, you're more than welcome to. I'm going to switch over to the next one so you can take a look and read that page. You can also read this one as well. I'm going to be interested to follow this business. I, Of course, it's going to be delisted on Friday, so we're not going to see public results. My guess is we'll be able to follow some form of something. Who knows? Elon Musk will probably tweet out the financial results of the company, probably boasting about how he's able to grow them if he is able to grow them. So signing off. Thank you very, very much for tuning into this episode. I know it was a lot of numbers, a lot of wordiness, a lot of just me talking and reading numbers off of the screen, but I do appreciate your support. Do appreciate you tuning in. If you made it this far in the video, go ahead and comment which of these companies you have the largest position in in your personal portfolio. Thank you for tuning in, and I will see you all in the next one. Take care.